Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I'm your host, Rob Lee, and today's guest is international photographer, filmmaker, and instructor, Sean Champion. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for making the time. Um, I've I, I've been following you for for a little bit, and I'm glad that we've been able to um, to make this work. Uh, schedules are weird, <laughs> so they are. Um, so real quick, I, I whenever I in- interview someone or, or start a uh, podcast. I give very, very little information just so I can allow the um, creative, allow the artists, allow, allow the, the guests to describe their work and describe what they do. So what they do. So could you uh, kind of break that down for us a little bit? Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> I am I'm a photographer, uh, like you said earlier, filmmaker and um, an instructor. I teach um for the Youth Arts Institute, which is in connection to Morgan State University's uh, James E. Lewis Museum of Art. Um, and we have partnered together with my youth program called A Looking Glass Project. Okay. Um, so yeah, I do that um, all day, every day, full time. <laughs> uh, well, I do all of those things all day, every day. So that connection it was it was good when I when I read over your 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 bio and information you slid o- you sent over and then went to your site. I was like, okay, I see a Morgan connection now. I'm, I'm an alum, so I was like, okay, this this should be oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so how did you get started? I, and I mean, I know these are going to be the the typical questions, but this is framed for someone that might be uninitiated with your career and your background. So so how did you get started, and what drew you to like visual and photography versus any other artistic expressions? Um, well, first, I want to clarify and say that um, I do have multiple artistic expressions. I'm also a musician. So I went to Morgan um, as a music major. Um, so <laughs> I, I play music as well. Um, okay. But I started out visually, um, I want to say around five years old, five, six years old, um, traveling with my father. And, um, I just wanted to capture everything that was around me. So about eight years old, he gave me, um, my first camera and it just kind of started from there. Um, I took pictures of my family, just documenting my family and trips and traveling and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I want to say 2010, 2011, um, I was traveling. I think this was before, Instagram became like really big. Um, so I started, uh, sharing like, I want to say like photos of my trips. Um, but because I don't enjoy being in front of the camera, I would always capture my cousin. Um, and we ended up making, uh, days. So the same way, same way that we have, um, like flashback Fridays and throwback Thursdays and woman crush Wednesdays, all that kind of stuff. I was kind of doing that. Not saying that I I invented that. That's not what I'm saying at all. (laughs) Um, This is just uh, what I was doing. Um, But I made like luxury days or just kind of sharing what I was doing. Um, And I had a couple of people reach out to me and say that um, they felt very connected to, to my trip and the images that I was sharing and that um, one woman hadn't been home to London in 50 years. Um, and she was in tears when, you know, I fin- I wrapped up my trip. Um, so I started doing this kind of blog thing 
which was called Fluffy Pop Postcards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that was a thing for a little while. Um, And so my cousin said, you know, you missed your calling. And I said, you can't miss a calling. So um, in 2015, when I got back from Berlin, I quit my job and decided to be a full-time photographer. Wow. It's, it's always interesting to hear when like people recognize that at that point when they have, I guess, a version, some people may call it an aha moment or just like something that's just saying like, here, you should do it. And when they, they make that leap and I know a lot of people are kind of like, I, I'm going to do both. I'll work the day job and have that fun, the artistic endeavor. And I know that that's a, a thing that I'm, I'm kind of in this, this period of doing right myself. So it's, it's uh, great to hear that, you know, once you got back and you kind of had this experience and you've worked on it and you worked on your, uh, doing photography and all and got like, like memorable responses and all, it's just, it's just great to hear that. Yeah, it so, was, it was very motivating. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. So I, and, and I don't know if this, uh, how this even works, but I, I'll ask it and, and maybe it doesn't apply, but can you see like a, a finished project or finished product of like maybe, um, a type of shooting you're going to do or session you're going to do before you like started, you're like, I know how I want to arrange this layout. I know how, what subjects I want. I know what the background is going to look like, kind of what type of lighting or what lighting I'm looking for. Do you see that in your mind's eye first, or do you, what, what is your process in that way? Um, I want to say that it hasn't been until recently that I actually have a start to finish process of how I want something to go. I work very organically. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, sometimes I'm just shooting a lot of the work that seems to resonate with people is stuff that I've just shot because I'm hanging out with a friend or a subject and they do something and I happen to ca- capture it. Um, and they actually, it's usually a funny story attached to it. Um, there's one shot of my friend, Michelle, um, and it looks extremely dramatic. It's not up on my page anymore, but um, people were like, oh, this looks like a painting and this is so beautiful. And I was like, she's literally screaming and swiping a bug from her face. <laughs> but I just, I thought it was so beautiful <laughs> the way that she was just, her eyes were closed and her hand is kind of moving in front of her face. But I promise you, she was literally screaming because um, I think a spider or something had landed on her. Um, so, and other images, like somebody fell down immediately after taking that photo, like, Um, A lot of it is just, you know, organic, just being around people. Um, It wasn't until I started um, my Black Bouquet project Mm -hmm. that I actually was like, I have a vision in mind um, and I know what I want it to, the completed project to be. Um, But even in that that process, um, all of those images are very organic. Organic, that's kind of interesting. Like... um... Well, actually, it's very interesting because uh, I, I think I try to apply what what people do creatively, what their processes are and see how like to try to understand it, I guess, to see how it would apply to what I try to do. And when I'm doing any of the stuff I, I'm doing, sometimes um, like early on, I would, wouldn't send any questions to anyone. And now it's just because I would want that organic kind of response and I wouldn't do anything that was kind of gotcha. And I would see some people were very hesitant and 
it would take me back to other podcasts that I would do. Um, I would do a bunch of research and have different stories I want to discuss or what have you, but we would play a, um, a segment. It was a game and I would give maybe uh, my co-host like a, a word here and there just to get that really organic. I want your first response. I don't want you to think about it. I want, <laughs> and, and it's really mean the way I play the games. It's, it's a comedy like bit or what have you, but um, I'll give someone like a keyword like paint and they're like, Oh, paint, that's going to be great. And then it's just like, something horrible happening at a, a plant that made pain. It's like, Oh, I picked terribly. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's kind of, kind of great to get that organic response and, um, how you're doing your artistic expression. So, so going back a little bit, actually, um, mm -hmm. cause I, I didn't know about the, um, the music. So your music playing client, what, what instrument, uh, did you, do you play? Uh, flute, piccolo, saxophone, trombone, and most recently the cello. Wow. I, I should have asked, asked, asked that with an S <laughs> And uh, it's like, which one do I not play? <laughs> <laughs> My main instrument is the flute and piccolo. So I'm the original Lizzo. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, but uh, yeah, that was my main instrument. Um, saxophone, I'm not really a huge fan of. I don't play it that often. A trombone was my alternate instrument. Um, and the cello, I'm just, that's always been my favorite instrument. So I'm really excited to be in the process of learning and having private lessons for that. Well, that's really cool. It's, it's cool to, um, it's almost like a, being a artistic, like polyglot. It's like, I'm trying yes. multiple. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, no, no. You're all good. It's all good. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, because so Let's, let's talk about, because one of the things with this podcast, and I, I don't even think I gave this to you before you even started, because I was so excited to get, get into it. But um, so one of the things about this particular podcast, it's just showing people just what the truth is in Baltimore and the people that are here and the people that are doing cool things. And that's really the crux of it. And I, I want to kind of like talk about Baltimore a little bit and like your connection here. Are you, are you born and bred here? And I understand the Morgan connection. Um, but so, so speak on that a little bit, like what's your connection to Baltimore? You're, you know, from here, um, I've always been here and, um, just some of your thoughts on the creative scene here. Um, I'll say I've always been here. I, I born in Columbia, Maryland, but, um, I've been, in Baltimore since I was 10. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> this is, this is my home. This is where I claim when I travel. Um, yeah. So I, I, I love Baltimore and I especially love the love that they're, they're giving me lately. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's important. You, you touched on a key thing. Like um, so a lot of people don't say it. Like when I travel, this is where I say I'm from. Uh, it's, it's like a, um, I used to listen to uh, like, it was like old J Cole, like mixtape J Cole stuff. And I remember a line, he was like, I rep my city in your city. So, you know, just where I'm coming from. Yeah. And I, I feel like vibe. I'll go to different cities. I don't do the, the corny gauche thing and wear like a fitted cap and all of that. But it's like, look, I'm from Baltimore. I've been here all 36 years. Like be good with it, you know? Uh, right. Like I, I always claim Baltimore. Um, and it's funny, a lot of places that I've been, there's always been some sort of Maryland connection oh. um, that, that ends up happening. Um, even when I'm in London, which is like my second home, um, 
I, I always end up running into someone who has family in like Tacoma Park, you oh, know, wow. somewhere, like <laughs> somewhere in Maryland. Um, there's always a connection. Um, even when I was in Berlin um, and I told them, you know, they always think that you're from like New York whenever you travel for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> and if they don't think you're from uh, New York, they're always like, oh, Washington, D.C. And it's like, no, Baltimore. <laughs> like that, I, that's where I'm from. I'm from that. Baltimore <laughs> and they're like but th- th- this is what happened in Berlin so I say Baltimore and they gasped and yeah like <laughs> they were like oh my god isn't that the most dangerous city in America and I'm like honey we're in Berlin um <laughs> you don't get to make that claim but um but make sure that I clarify just how beautiful I feel like Baltimore is and how strong I think it is, especially creatively. Um, and I always tell people that I feel like it can rival New York anyway. Um, and I find it interesting that New York is making its way here, mm-hmm. uh, creatively. So that's the thing that, that gets missed a lot of the times. Like, um, I, I, I find that Baltimore gets used as insert bad city here. And uh, I think when I started doing this podcast, it was from our, uh, it was around that time when our former president uh, was uh, talking very spicy to Elijah Cummins about Baltimore. And I was like, look, I can just be mad and, you know, call them all types of four letter words. And that's not going to be heard. And I can have the high, high blood pressure, black man thing, or I could try to disprove it and show that we have a lot of talent and a lot of like unique people here and try to normalize it in that way and do my part to, you know, speak with the artists, the entrepreneurs and and people that are contributing to the culture here. Cause I think we have a rich culture here that often gets missed. I agree. And that's part of the reason why I started my youth program, um, a looking glass project um, is because I wanted to change that. When I got back from all of these travels, I was tired of having to explain that to people. Like just cause I say I'm from Baltimore does not mean you should be terrified um, or worried about me. Like they were just like, Oh, are you okay out there? Is it safe? And I'm like, is it safe anywhere? Like literally, <laughs> is it safe anywhere? Yeah. There's something that might happen in your city that I would be like, Oh gosh, we'd never accept that in Baltimore. You know, like that would never <laughs> happen. But you know, um, I wanted, uh, the youth to <laughs> the youths, um, <laughs> the young ones, uh. <laughs> yeah, the younglings to, um, <laughs> to get their opportunity to see not only represent for their, their city, Mm -hmm. um, but get the opportunity to explore other cities and see that we are actually more like than we, we think we are. Um, and then also be able to become global citizens and use those resources that they have found in other places and bring them back to Baltimore or even do it the other way where you now live in California and you're a chef but yes. that's where you get your in your uh, seasoning from, right? Baltimore, right? That's economic, you know, growth for Baltimore. So, I just want to make sure that that these children that are coming from Baltimore know that they can take Baltimore wherever they are. It's always going to be with them. Absolutely, like. Um... One of my uh, friends, uh, I always joke about it because he's like in the yearbook, the high school yearbook near near me. We're, you know, both in the last page. We're both at the same height, both had suspicious cornrows in the early 2000s. <laughs> and uh, I talked to him like when I was doing this podcast and um, 
kind of started blowing up once we went to this pandemic thing and just, you know, trying to be safe and all of that stuff. And he's like doing really well in like having a, a jazz group in New York. And he was like Ooh. a drum major here and he took that up there and he's like, oh no, I always carry what I've learned from the people in Baltimore up there and try to add some Baltimore seasoning to, you know, what I'm doing in Brooklyn. And that's the way that thing is supposed to work. It's like, you know, leave and, you know, go to these different places, but always claim it, always be about where you're from and don't be fake about it. Like I, I tell people all the time, um, I'll get too specific. I'm like, yeah, I'm from East Baltimore. It's like, okay, <laughs> like, like, tighten that? up a little bit. <laughs> but my boy, my, my, um, one of my friends, one of my co-hosts and this other pod I do, uh, he's like from Owens Mills and he'll say like, I'm from Baltimore. It's like, you are not like, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, um, you could do the East Baltimore thing because if you went to London, they'd be East London, South London, you know, like there's different areas. So I think it's fine to say that. Um, there's also um, this thing that I think sometimes Baltimoreans do is we think the world is against us mm. and they actually kind of love us hmm. um, because there have also in contrast to the episode in, in Berlin, um, you know, I've been in New York and one of the, the ways that I was able to connect with someone and get a really, really good um, view of Midtown um, mm -hmm. was because I told them I was from Baltimore really? and they had an, yeah. So there's this, I don't know exactly where it is. Um, I want to say it's in, it's in Bushwick. Okay. Um, but this man had uh, a restaurant that he was about to open, but it was also attached to his house. And he had this huge garden on his like rooftop, like rooftop garden, absolutely gorgeous, had like little mini pools and everything. And I, all I wanted to do was just see the sunset from a, a, an elevated position. My mm -hmm. homegirl who, who's been in, who's from Brooklyn and that's her life was like, he's not letting you up there. <laughs> so I just, I was just like, excuse me, sir, can you see Midtown from, from there? And he said, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to see it. I just want to take a picture. I promise I won't be up there long. Is it any way that I can come up? And I was like, I'm only going to be in town for a couple of days. And he's just, well, well, where are you from? And I said, Baltimore. And it was like the wizard of Oz. Like he was like, <laughs> oh, that's a horse of a different color. And he like comes downstairs and opens it up. She's like, what? He never lets anybody up here. Um, and he said that he's originally from Spain. And I think he was uh, like a refugee. Oh. And his aunt was from Baltimore. And she was the only person who would let them in um, and live there. And he was like, you know, I love Baltimore so much. Like, that's a part of my heart. So of course I have to let you up here. It's the right thing to do. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. But there's been plenty of times um, that I've gone somewhere and people are like, Oh, you know, Baltimore, we love y'all. So. Yeah. I've gotten it a few times uh, in, in travels to like, uh, like new Orleans, like going oh, down yes. there and it's just like, Oh yeah. From B-more. And it's like, huh, all right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's like family. And, and then it's just like, Oh wow. And cause I always get the thing that I don't sound like I'm from here. And I get like, look, I'm always been here. I, I enunciate things weirdly. I'm sorry. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so let's, let's, um, so I do have a few more Baltimore questions I'm going to save towards the end, but I uh, wanted to talk about um, a little bit more about your work. Um, so 
how how does your work um you how does your work speak on any uh current social or political issues um i feel like my my project about a black can i start that over (laughs) (laughs) i feel like my um project a black bouquet is slightly political Mm um only because I had already started the process two years prior to um, the world shutting down. (laughs) Um, But what drove me to restart it um, was because I was seeing so much trauma Mm. posted, um, so much sadness, so much heartbreak, so much depression. Um, And I just felt helpless. And I actually had to sit and question myself and go, am I doing my part Um, as an artist, as a Baltimore artist? um, I see everybody else out at protests and taking these amazing photos um, of what's going on. And then I had to check myself and go, "Um, no, that's not your lane. Um, And people need to see the other side of blackness, which is also its joy um, and its resilience and it's extraordinariness, but also it's ordinariness because we don't have to be extraordinary for us to be special. We don't have to be greased up and shined up for us to be seen as beautiful. Um, but I wanted to incorporate live flowers to represent that fleetingness of, of life and these moments and these pockets of joy that we get and that we need to kind of hold on to them and they're beautiful just like flowers, um, just like people. And I was like, this. now is the time I think my city needs to see something else. Mm-hmm. And, and I would happily hide um, the other side of the pendulum for them to look at um, once they have processed or once they've ingested these traumatic images, they need something else to look at. I have the biggest, cringiest grin on my face because that, that, which how you describe that really made me smile. Because uh, I, cause I think it's, I think that's important to have like those alternatives, like knowing that it isn't always, oh, this this tragedy or oh, this sadness. It's like when you just see nothing but that. It's it just becomes your reality, and when you provide an alternative through like great work such as yours, or just just people that want to add to it and say like it's broader than just oh look at these stark black and white photos of you know someone just crying or crying or something like that it's like there's there's more than it is a large spectrum of things you know there I even take it to like again what I what I do. I try not to do quote unquote, I'm a, I'm a black male, but I try not to do quote unquote, a black guy podcast because that's a specific thing associated with it. I just try to do a podcast and I'm a black guy and right. I just try to make it that. So it may be something that's a little weird. It may be something that's interesting, but I try to put myself out there and just be my, be myself and talk about things that I find interesting and talk to people that I find interesting and not fit a certain model I'm supposed to be in because, oh, well, this is what black guys do. This is what black guys from Baltimore do. I'm mm-hmm. a black guy from Baltimore that's not doing that. <laughs> so it's, it's good to hear about the alternatives that you're, you're doing. And I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm happy about it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Totally. 
so why is it important for creatives to explore diversity in their work? Ooh. I've been having That's a lot a of these question. conversations. Recently. Yeah, I've been having a lot diversity of these conversations. Diversity how? Would it, I guess I could you expound on that? Um, I, I think in its simplest terms, um, like I, I had a conversation with um, Thomas James from the, um, it was the Bright Exhibit at Creative Alliance recently. And he's talking about the lack of like black curators and just not having black fingerprints or quote unquote diverse fingerprints, but he was specifically speaking of black people, um, mm-hmm. not having those fingerprints on the, the backside of who's organizing this exhibit and who are the artists that they're picking, how are they arranging these things? There are certain shortcuts that when you're, I think more diverse or more inclusive of different backgrounds, different um, racial backgrounds, different sexual backgrounds, the, the whole gamut that you're able to have something that's more open and well-rounded. So I'm, I'm, th- I'm speaking from more from that position. I th- <laughs> I'm going to have to think about that Um, because I, I feel like whatever I say is going to sound generic. (laughs) Generic is fine. (laughs) It's, I think it's just good to have another perspective that, that you may not have known existed. Um, The only thing I can relate it to is, is when it comes to filmmaking, I guess. I'm, I'm tired <laughs> of seeing the same story, mm-hmm. however extraordinary or ordinary it is. Um, and I would like to see stories from other people, um, which has pushed me into exploring international films more um, just because I'm tired of what, of seeing the same thing all the time. And I think once you diversify um, things get a little bit more exciting. Things get a little bit more colorful. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it helps us connect. If we don't, if we don't have diversity, we can't connect to other people. We always see the same thing. It's why I travel. Like, I don't want to see the same things and the same people and the same experiences in the same neighborhood. Um, I want to see what other people are experiencing. I want to see how they're living. I want to see how they're feeling. Um, and I won't know that if I don't diversify. I hope that fits. That fits. That absolutely okay. fits. Uh, <laughs> Cause we run into the thing here. Um, like there, there'll be people I know. It's like, yeah, man, I don't leave over West. It's like, it's a world out here. You don't leave like, from West Baltimore. Like, you'd be surprised. Me? Like, it, and that, again, that's why I had to like do this program. There were kids who had never been to the other side of their city. Yeah. And that's just your city. So like, I don't, I don't understand like how America thinks it's such an amazing place. When it's like, have you been to Fiji? Like, have you seen it? <laughs> that like that is a uh, Daniel Tosh joke too, which is really funny. It is. I love that you know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's the same thing that he was saying. Like, have you been somewhere? We think we're so amazing, but you don't, you haven't even diversified your surroundings. Right. So how, how many other experiences are you missing out on? How many other, like, I think I watched what, Oh, there's a, there's so many 
so many movies that I've watched. Oh, I recently watched a movie called Lost in Paris. Okay. It's so quirky. It's like Napoleon Dynamite meets Amelie. And it's it's such a strange experience. And I've never like watched a movie that was so quirky like that, that I enjoyed that much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why aren't there black movies like this? Like why? Like I would love it. Are black people having these experiences? That's- why? Why is that that, you know, there's yeah. so much I could be it's, on the subject for, for hours. I mean, I, I would love to have you back on for a whole different conversation, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's like one of those things. Like I, when I look at television shows, cause we can't have more than one quote unquote black show at a time or have you, because you know, we can't have mm-hmm. that. And it's, it's always uh, this binary thing. Well, you either team this or team that. And I was like, this is just the algorithm that's running itself. Like I like insecure and I like Atlanta and they're considered to be competitors, but they're, they're not. And I like the twin peaks of it all in like Atlanta. And I was just like, why can't we just do one here? Like, where's the, why is it every Baltimore thing that I see has some sheen of drug selling in it? Where's the quirkiness? Where's the weirdness? And sometimes I get into this place where like the, the imposter thing comes up, but I have these ideas of like, why aren't we just making this? Why aren't we doing like noir things of like, uh, what is it like? like uh, what is it, Easy Rollins, things like that. Why aren't we doing mm-hmm. these different types of properties instead of just when you get the opportunity, like let's say someone that's making like content that's in this, this space that's black or whatever. Why is mm-hmm. it we're making kind of the same thing, but we're just taking our, we're giving our answer to kind of the same type of story. It's like, come up with something different. Give me, give me something a little different, something unique and something that, oh, black people don't do that. It's like, well, we do actually. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the thing that I, that I really want. And that's the thing that I, I, in my small, I'm a podcaster kind of place of like, that's what the challenge is to a lot of people. What are you doing? Don't get happy for this small little, the small little opportunity take oh. it to that next level. Cause you may not get there again and you know, make it worth it is the way I kind of look at it. Yeah, like why it really made me scratch my head and go, oh God, I, w- I wish that there was a movie that was this quirky that starred black people or had, at least had a black leading character. Yeah. Um, and there's another, there's other, yeah, there's so many films that I look at and I'm just like, well, ah, this would have been great. I would love <laughs> to just see more of this with just black faces in it. Um, yeah. But yeah. I digress. <laughs> so I have two more questions. And then um, I, I, this has been going well in my opinion so far. Uh, <laughs> two, so two more questions. And then um, I like to give every guest the opportunity to shamelessly, and I mean, really shamelessly plug anything they want. Uh, so this is a tough question because I, I find I shouldn't ask it, but I like to kind of see people squirm a little bit. Uh among your 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 different projects, your, your your the different things that you've done and are doing, what is what is your favorite? What's the most like important to you, and why? It's more than one thing. <laughs> then your okay, favorite um, ten things, musician. Um, um, <laughs> I play twelve instruments. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I really, really love when it comes to my own work, wow, you are making me squirm. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to my own work, I really love that I 
I didn't get scared to keep going. I kind of love and hate that flowers are now my like signature. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I love that. I love that people associate something so beautiful to me. And I love, I love telling stories. Mm. So I really love the way that people allow me to like really get up in their space and, and feel comfortable with me. I think that's one of my favorite things about my work is the way that I bond with my subjects. Mm. Um, that, that feels really good. I get quite a few, um, emails, text messages, DMS, (laughs) um, later just thanking me for the space um, to be themselves. And that feels really good. Um, so I really appreciate that. And maternity shoots. I know I don't post a lot of them, but maternity shoots are actually some of my favorites. <laughs> um, because, you know, being a woman, I know there's times when we don't feel so beautiful. Um, so to be in a space with a woman who is literally creating life, um, and making her feel beautiful because I just see her as this, like this amazing creature and goddess being, and I'm just like, wow, this is fantastic. I really, really enjoy, um, creating those images That's great because I, I don't try to over-dramatize it. Like, I don't want to like the big wings in the background. And I know people <laughs> do like, like these really dramatic, like floating, the heart shaped fabrics in the background. Like I don't do that. It's very much a very intimate process of, you know, just kind of studying this person and how beautiful they're glowing. Mm-hmm. You know? Very simple, but some of my favorite. Did I answer the question? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I did, you, you mentioned the signature being uh, flowers for, for better or worse. Do you have a favorite flower? I do. Um, of course, like all things, I have multiple favorites. <laughs> Feel free. Give me your baker's <laughs> dozen of favorite flowers. It's and- only three. Okay. Um, uh, peonies <laughs> are my favorite. Um, I just think they're so big and beautiful. And I love the colors. I love the way that they fade out. Um, I also like calla lilies. Mm. Um, and I, I enjoy orchids as well. Yeah. Those are, those are nice ones right there. The, the peonies. Yes. Those are yes. The nice ones. That's I in my, those. that's in my, my group as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I love that you love flowers. Yeah. I, I, I try to be a more of a uh, cosmopolitan individual. <laughs> quite <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> uh so the, the last question i have for you um and this this will kind of like be that last baltimore question to kind of like pin it down and and you know hit it with the the bookmark kind of kind of ending here um creatively share three things in your opinion baltimore needs more of and i, and I think you touched on it before of just kind of this broader like experiencing different things and kind of traveling things like that. But what are any others that you, you may have? Cause three is a number apparently, but what are any other ones that you may come to mind for you? Creatively, what does Baltimore need? Um, 
selfishly, <laughs> I think it needs to support its black female photographers better than it does. Um, I feel like we are an afterthought. Mm. Um, there have been a couple of times um, where there were not saying that I needed to be a part of, you know, these um, panels or, you know, celebrations or anything like that. But I was just very shocked that there's never a woman, never a black woman included in that. And it, that was disappointing. Um, it seemed like the, the default was always to men. Um, mm. And that's disappointing. So I really, I would really like for Baltimore to, uh, uh, to uplift its, its female photographers, black females in particular, um, but also it's black female filmmakers. Like I want Baltimore to be like better than Tribeca. Like I want it to be like, you know, uh, a hub for filmmaking, um, a beacon for filmmaking. I think, I think we have the potential to do that to really kind of get out of this, um, nothing against, you know, people who are doing this or, or would like to do this, but I want us to be more than just the streets. Right. I want Baltimore to creatively get out of this, um, loop that it's in. Um, creatively, I want more, um, I want more festivals like Light City. That's my favorite festival, like of any festival that I've ever been to. <laughs> it's, it's literally my favorite. I, we, I need more of that. Um, I, I don't know how, how that's going to happen, but, you know. I'm a fan of that festival. I was able to, the last one that they had before all of this nonsense, I was a part of it. Uh, me and a group of other like black podcasters and we went up there and we kind of just did some segment. Um, and I think we were talking more of like pop culture and, and anime and things like that, movies and things of that sort. Um, it was one of the nights and it was like six of us. And uh, one of the people that was sitting there, we had this kind of panel discussion set up. Uh, one it was a young lady and she was like you guys are like the Wu-Tang podcasters <laughs> I, I'll take it we all had like bubble coats on it looked really <laughs> wild I mean I'm I'm like six six four so oh my god very wild stark visual of like who are these people method man on stage Got pretty it. much so <laughs> Um, that's pretty much all I had. It's, this has been great. I feel like I've learned a lot about you. I, I've, I continue this, this hot streak of talking to dope people who work within photography, because I feel like that those like the best interviews I've been getting like, Oh that yeah. We're dope. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I, I, I won't just, dis I won't dispute it. <laughs> I think it might be because we observe a lot. So I, maybe we have a lot more to talk about. I don't know. Yeah, I'm noted. projecting. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I'm a failed art person, failed photographer. The only thing oh that I've worked has, has been uh, podcasting is my most stable and longest relationship. It's been 12 years and <laughs> this is what I do. Uh, so I want to thank you again. And please, please um, share anything that you want to share your social media, your website, all of that good stuff. Oh, yes. Um, my social media is my name, um, Sean Champion, which is, 
S is in Sam, C is in Cat, H is in Harry, E is in Apple, U is in Unicorn, N is in Nancy. Um, champion, of course, that's the way it sounds. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's my website as well, seanchampion.com. Um, and right now, I guess the thing that I'm plugging is my personal project. Um, it's just making its way uh, around internationally. <laughs> um, so right now it is on the Photo Femme United uh, IG page and the Atlas IG page. Um, and yeah, lots of work coming out. So hopefully um, everybody gets to see it. That's great. Thank you so much um, for coming on and check out, share, like, check, check out Sean's IG. <laughs> Hit the website up. Do all the good stuff. Plug, plug, Hire plug. me. That's yes. what needs to happen. That's Hire what needs to happen Sean. in Baltimore. <laughs> Hire and pay black female photographers that's, yes. and filmmakers. We are out here too. And Absolutely. that's what I would like to see more of. Well, that's great. I'm going to do my sign off. And again, thank you for coming on to the podcast. This has been a treat for me. Uh, so yeah um so for sean champion the talented talented sean champion i'm rob lee saying that there's art in and around baltimore you just gotta look for it <laughs>